Hey guys, it's me Dami, and you are listening to Moisturize Your Elbows. This podcast is your one-stop shop for all my unsolicited advice and opinions. So sit back, relax, moisturize your elbows, and let's get into it. Happy New Year and welcome to Season 2 of Moisturize Your Elbows. As the new year begins, it's always a good time for reflection. I'm sure a lot of us have New Year's resolutions or goals or vision boards. In my vision board last year for 2020, one of my key goals, somewhat ironically now looking back at it, was to stay at home more. I thought it was really important for me to focus my time and to just give myself more space to just think. 2019 had been a really crazy busy year for me so in 2020 I just wanted to stay at home. The coronavirus pandemic and lockdown restrictions were not exactly what I had in mind when writing my 2020 vision board. While I'm sure most people agree that 2020 was a roller coaster from start to finish with some pretty bleak twists and turns and its fair share of peaks and troughs, I must admit One thing it did do was to force me to be still. It forced me to slow my pace and to stay at home and reflect. So at the start of 2021, I was thinking about my themes for the year. If I were to have an end of year appraisal in December, what are the key things I would want to feature in it? What are my objectives and how will I measure success? What will my key performance indicators be? Classic corporate dammy, at it again. Even when I was out of the office on annual leave, I was still thinking about objectives. I was still thinking like a lawyer. (laughs) But this led me to reflect on the idea of success. What's the difference between me and the most successful person I could think of? While success itself is very subjective and will mean different things to different people, I've really enjoyed reflecting on what success means to me. Are the super successful people I had thought about at the start of the year, were they any different from the rest of the world? And if yes, what's their secret? I've often heard people say that some people are just born with pure talent. For example, growing up, it was very much a thing in Nigerian culture that when you would get a grade back from a test or an exam, It would be a thing that if you came home with that grade and you came back with something like 90%, then some auntie or uncle would make a comment like, where's the other 10%? They would not congratulate you on the 90% you had scored, but would question you on the 10% you had not got. And then inevitably, it would lead to questions about the other people in the class that had got 100% on the test. And a comment saying something like, Did those other students that got four marks have 10 heads or something? Now, my parents were pretty chill with me growing up in this respect, but the phrase, did they have 10 heads, was something I heard countless times growing up from aunties or uncles, and it was something that I overheard many of my Nigerian friends or cousins being scolded with. And I think the rationale behind the statement was that What made the other students who scored four marks better than you? Did they have extra heads? 
This just reflects the intense focus on academic excellence that's prevalent in many cultures, which, although can sometimes be a very negative thing in terms of pressure and adverse impacts on mental health, but in my case, it was actually a very positive thing, and I still think about that phrase a lot. When I was reflecting on all the people I deemed to be successful at the start of the year, I would ask myself the question, do they have 10 heads? What makes them better than me? And how can I similarly achieve the same thing or even better? We live in this achievement-obsessed society that is quick to label people as talented or gifted, and they will label people who achieve anything of note with things like this. Therefore, successful people are often portrayed as superhuman, born with these magical, fabulous abilities that separate them from the rest of the human race. This poses a question which I've been pondering on a lot. Are some people successful and are they born with talent or is hard work the key differentiator? This made me think of the popular advert by beauty brand Maybelline. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. This advert pictured a model and it shows her modelling. She's flicking her hair or something. And then there's a voiceover saying the words, maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. And excuse my voice, but I'm sure many people can remember that advert. It was very catchy. After all these years, I still remember it. I think the advert could mean she might be naturally beautiful, but it's probably the makeup. Maybelline were essentially marketing that it was their makeup that was the reason that this model looked so good rather than her natural beauty. Now, this debate on whether natural beauty versus external contributors like makeup is actually very similar to the natural talent versus hard work debate. This debate is something that people have been having for many years. And to me, talent concerns abilities and skills and expertise that determine what a person can do. Whereas, on the other hand, hard work concerns the degree to which the person can use those talents. And I've always loved the idea of living in a meritocracy. I love the idea that if you work really hard, that you will be successful. I love Hamilton the Musical. And perhaps controversially, I've always really related to Aaron Burr and his frustration at being excluded from the room where it happens. And one of my favourite quotes ever actually comes from Aaron Burr in the musical in the song Wait For It, where he sings, I am the one thing in life I can control. I am unimitable. I am an original. I love it so much and I quote it all the time because I love the idea that even if I can't control what goes on in the world or how other people treat me, I can always control myself. I can always work hard. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe she worked hard for it. That's a spin on the Maybelline advert that I love. And in many ways, this is probably actually the case as a crazy amount of work ethic tends to be talent. And in any event, it definitely allows for talent to grow. Hard work can help people compensate for lower levels of actual talent because every small step you take every day, you will become better at what you do with or without talent. Consistency is key. A little progress every day adds up to big results. However, I would be lying if I said, Hard work is all that you need. 
I think there is such a thing as natural ability, something that is more innate or even maybe genetic. A perfect example of this is when I was in secondary school. In year seven, which is when I think you are about 12, for those of you who are not familiar with the UK education system, and in year seven, my school streamed people into sets and those were based on your ability. And I was in my school's set four, which was the bottom set. To be blunt, the school had essentially said that this class was a group of students with the least academic ability. And I was one of them. And I was in this class for the whole of year seven until I was moved from set four into set one the subsequent year following a series of end of year exams. However, I learned so much when I was in that bottom set because it wasn't that the other students who were with me did not work hard. It was not like that at all. Many of those students actually worked harder than the students who I was in top set with later. Yet despite their hard work, many still really struggled. Many of the friends I made in those classes ended up still failing their GCSEs despite their hard work. However, if it was purely down to hard work and how much effort they put in, then they would probably have gotten straight A's. Where we are born, the circumstances we grow up in, the people around us, our genetics... Those are things that we cannot change and they affect us and have a saying in the way we are shaped throughout our lives. Of course, you can work hard and people definitely improve their skills and abilities. But if you are not born with natural ability, then it's difficult to compete with those who are already naturally inclined. Hard work and success are not synonymous. And to suggest it is, is kind of a lie. It really depends on your starting point. The more natural smarts you have, the higher your potential performance. And now this is not to say that the people in my set four class are not successful to this day, as academic ability is only one aspect of things. It's like that famous quote, everybody's a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing it's stupid. And the rationale behind that is that a fish has the ability to swim excellently. So why would you judge it by its ability to climb a tree? It's inappropriate to judge people by focusing on a skill which they might not have and may never be able to have. While it may not necessarily be academic based or the more conventional conceptualizations of intelligence, success can be achieved and success should be viewed contextually. However, the overarching point remains the same. The more innate talent of any sort you have, whether it's physically with your hands or creatively or academically, the more innate of that talent you have, the better off you're going to be. But still, interestingly, those with the more modest abilities do still have a chance. Even if you weren't born with genius in your genes, you can outperform the most naturally talented individuals as long as you work hard and the latter doesn't. And this often happens because a lot of people grow up being told that they are talented or gifted or special and they get told this time and time again, again and again and again. 
So sometimes they will become complacent and lose the incentive to improve upon themselves. For example, I know many people who struggled at university or at A-level because they spent their whole life being told that they were naturally smart and they just assumed that they would breeze right through it. University and A-level involves more independent study and it can become a shock to people like this if they've not bothered to learn study skills earlier on in life. I've also found that the difference between smart people and I guess the not-so-smart people it kind of shrinks if they both work hard. That means that talent still counts, but hard work puts you right up there with everyone. It's the key equaliser. With hard work, at the bare minimum, you can be good at what you do. Those people who have natural ability and the willingness to put in the hard work are actually a rarity, and therefore they're twice as valuable For example, in Hamilton the Musical, and I know, I know, all my references tend to be musical theatre related, but Hamilton is great. And if you haven't watched it, please do. It's great. It's on Disney+. Plus. But like I was saying, in Hamilton the Musical, Alexander Hamilton not only had natural ability in terms of genetic smarts, he also worked incredibly hard. In the musical, they say how to account for his rise to the top the man was non-stop. Hamilton worked harder than all his counterparts. He was an immigrant, an orphan. He grew up in poverty. His mom was a prostitute. How did he go from that to be one of the founding fathers of America? Because he was a self-starter. Because he worked a lot harder than everyone else. He had both natural ability and hard work. As a student at university, I saw this quite a lot and I observed the difference between people with natural intelligence, such as a high IQ, versus people who worked hard and had effective study habits. I often saw people coasting through their classes on their intelligence alone. On the flip side, I saw other students vigorously taking notes. In that situation, who is more successful? While there's no one-size-fits-all approach, I tended to notice that what was the common denominator in the most successful people was hard work. For example, I studied law and business at university and I was the only person on my whole course to get a first-class degree. Of course, degree classification is not necessarily always the best indicator of intelligence or ability in the studied subject, but... After graduating, I considered a lot what had contributed to me getting a first class degree. I wanted to reflect on this so I could replicate that going forward and be equally successful in other things. And as someone who probably comes across as a very confident person, I had a pretty severe case of imposter syndrome. Although I would act confident, I never truly believed I was particularly smart. The way I would mitigate these feelings of not being smart and feeling like I didn't deserve it was to really treat these situations like I was a con artist. Now bear with me, (laughs) but I would just treat these situations like I was the ultimate scammer. How amazing am I that I had continued to and do convince people that I'm confident and smart? So in believing that I was a scam artist, I actually ended up mitigating the 
imposter syndrome I was feeling. And in doing so, I would do a lot of work behind the scenes in the form of studying and focus on personal development to maintain my ability to continue conning people that I am smart. And while I probably do have a natural ability, which probably enabled me to do well at university, most of it did not come intuitively for me. There were many people on my course that were far smarter than me, who got things a lot faster than I did. There were many times where the whole seminar group would have moved to the next topic and I had not even fully properly understood the previous point made. I had to do a lot of behind the scenes work on it. I was actually quite recently sent a video I had made by a friend of a rap that I had written before my criminal law exam to help me revise a threshold for actual bodily harm. It's pretty hilarious. If anyone wants to learn about the mens rea required for actual bodily harm and the difference between it and grievous bodily harm in the form of rap music, then please do hit me up. But it just goes to show that you can have the predispositions for becoming good at what you do. But unless you really put in the effort into this, your talent will be futile. Talent can make the start of the journey to success easier. However, if you don't work hard, then the talent will just go to waste. Likewise, by calling someone talented or gifted can also be a little bit rude and is also a misnomer. I know this is something I experienced from a few friends when I was graduating. To suggest everything comes natural or that someone is lucky is not always a compliment and it implies that the person did not work hard to succeed, which belittles their efforts and shows an ignorance of how personal growth and development really happens behind the scenes. That being said, hard work alone, non-restanding natural ability is not enough. We need to work smarter, not necessarily harder. And I know people say this time and time again, the slogan, work smarter, not harder, is a slogan for many people. It's on t-shirts, on beer coasters, but there's a reason for that. It's so important. Focus on the things you are good at. You do not need to be the best at everything. Honestly, realizing this was a big game changer for me. For example, I used to play the violin when I was younger. I played for about five years and I got to about grade five before I stopped playing. I stopped going to my lessons and I stopped prioritizing it. (laughs) it's actually a bit of a running joke between me and my family that anytime there's a violinist or anything to do with the violin on the tv then someone in my family will make a funny comment saying something to the effect of that could have been you dammy (laughs) and for many years I actually always wondered what would have happened if I stuck at the violin and whether I had made a mistake in stopping but upon reflection there was a reason I quit I was just not naturally very good at it. I was not good at playing it and I was not good at reading music. I'm still not very good at reading music. I had to put in many hours practicing, way more than my violin teacher suggested, just to be at the same level as everyone else in the class. Yet when it came to other things like acting or singing or writing and painting, I was naturally better at those things. The amount of time and energy I was putting into the violin, I could have been putting into this 
other stuff and would have had a way better result. This is what I ended up actually doing. And because of this, I was able to have a way better time and actually get better at these things. By the time I was 16, I'd written a full-length fiction book, various poetry anthologies, and been cast in many different roles, performing in musicals and plays. These were all things I had a natural ability in, and through hard work, I was able to succeed in them. And it was more likely I would continue to achieve in this areas. And I'm not saying that just because you're not good at something straight away that you should give up. And I'm not saying that I would never have been successful playing the violin, but I doubt I would have ever been the best at it. This isn't trying to justify quitting on things or giving you an excuse to be lazy, but there is no point flogging a dead horse. Find things you have a natural ability for and things you probably enjoy and then pour your time into those things. Work incredibly hard at it and be consistent with it. If talent and hard work go hand in hand, it will provide a way better result. And lastly, eliminate distractions and cut out as many non-value adding activities. Always strive to make a conscious effort to use your talent and hard work in a systematic way to get better results. And now there's a lot more I could say on the topic on how best to align yourself with success. So I will probably do a follow-up episode in the near future but I will stop here on this point. Overall it's actually probably easier to think that those who are succeeding have some sort of natural superhuman ability, talent or are gifted or maybe just lucky. This rhetoric can be more appealing because it gives you an excuse. It lets you off the hook and gives you permission not to work hard. After all if someone else is talented and you are not Why even bother trying to achieve a similar level of success? And I had similar thoughts in the past, and this is probably why it took me so long to start this podcast, because I would see other podcasters and I would think, oh, they're special, that I couldn't possibly do that. But overall, I'd say successful people have a natural born talent. And at some point in their life, maybe they were a bit lucky. But what makes them different is definitely, without doubt, their hard work. Your choices in life have the final word in whether you will ever become good at what you do and reach success or not. So that brings us to the end of this episode of Moisturize Your Elbows and also to the start of season two. I really hope you enjoyed it and please do feel free to reach out to me on Instagram or on at Moisturize Your Elbows if you'd like to chat about anything I've talked about in this episode or just anything at all or even if you have ideas for future episodes. But until then, don't forget to moisturize your elbows.